1: Welcome to Sports Time Machine here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Anna Kagaregis, and each week we head down memory lane, and I take you back in time as we remember some of the greatest moments in sports history. No flux capacitor needed. All you need to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or any of your other favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Now today, we're going to have a little fun. This week in sports history, we travel back to August 3rd, 1987, a day that featured one of the strangest ejections in baseball history. Hall of Fame pitcher Phil Negro is known as one of the greatest, if not the greatest knuckleballers in MLB history. Now, his brother Joe may not be as famous as his older brother, but he was a pretty solid pitcher himself who threw a pretty nasty knuckleball It was just more of a complimentary pitch in his arsenal. In Anaheim, while pitching for the Twins, Joe Necro got tossed from a game against the Angels after he was caught with sandpaper and an emery board in his pocket. So why would that be an issue? Let's back up first. Joe Necro pitched in 22 MLB seasons for seven teams. His best two seasons came in 1979 and 1980 when he won 21 and 20 games respectively, and then finished second, and then fourth in Cy Young voting. So now let's head back to Anaheim. In his 21st season, at age 43, Necro was on the mound with the game tied. It all started with a called strike, but then the home plate umpire thought there was something strange going on with the baseball, and Necro's reaction was a dead giveaway. The umpires converged on the pitcher and asked him to empty his pockets. He does. Then Necro does what... Looks to be a sleight of hand attempt, but the world quickly discovered he was no Houdini. In what looked like a pretty bad attempt of trying to get rid of the items in question, an emery board flies to the ground, the umps catch it, and Necro was done for the night. But why not hear what happened that night for yourselves? So now, here's sound from the past.
2: Necro drops it in for a strength two and one. They are inspecting Phil Necro, saying he's either loading up the baseball or something, and Tom Kelly's really getting into it. With Dave Phillips and with Tim Cheetah. they yeah, checking him all over. I've never seen him
3: do a search like this. Oh, you know, Necro. Like this And <laughs> He's out of there. He's
2: What did they find in his pocket? I don't know. mean they say that he doctored the baseball with something in his pocket. The camera crew is trying to get a close-up, and they're doing a good job of trying to zero in to look at a scuffed-up baseball or something. Now they're looking at all the baseballs, checking the balls. Now they're going to put them in a plastic bag and uh, do something with them. They'll go to the American League office, and Joe Negro emptied his pockets. They found the foreign substance coming out of his pocket, and. Out. So Dan Schatzeter will be the new pitcher, and he's going to start taking his warm-up tosses. But so Nicro is out of the game. He had retired five men in a row. The count was two and one on Brian Downing. And Nicro is booed as he goes over to the first base dugout and onto the shower.
1: All right. So you might be thinking to yourself, what's the big deal with a nail file or having sandpaper in your pocket? As strange as that last one sounds. Well, the issue is, by using sandpaper and emery board on a baseball, it mars the surface to induce an unconventional flight pattern. Now, some other illegal items that pitchers have used include Vaseline or pine tar, which gives the pitcher a firmer grip on the baseball, but it is still banned, as is thumbtacks. Strange, I know, but in 1980, that's exactly what Mariner's pitcher Rick Honeycutt used. He had a thumbtack taped to his finger to cut the ball. He was spotted, then ejected, but first actually gashed his own forehead since he rubbed his face absentmindedly. Now there's even a story about a Yankee pitcher named Whitey Ford who used his own wedding ring to cut the ball. But back to Necro. After the game, Joe tried to argue that he used the sandpaper and emery board to keep his nails trim. He said, quote, I'll be honest with you, I always carry two things out there with me an emery board, and a small piece of sandpaper. I've done that ever since I started throwing the knuckleball. Being a knuckleball pitcher, I sometimes have to file my nails between innings, so I carry an emery board with me to the mound. As for the sandpaper, well, his argument was, quote, sometimes I sweat a lot and the emery board gets wet. I use the other as a backup. Well, that excuse didn't fly, especially for Angels manager Gene Mock. He said that the balls weren't roughed up, Those balls were borderline mutilated. Well, at the end of the day, Necro received a 10-game suspension for cheating. Just a few weeks after his ejection, Necro tried to make light of the incident and then went on the late-night show with David Letterman. He donned a carpenter's apron and carried a power sander. So now let's head back to 1987 to hear Joe Necro share his side of the story with Letterman roads Well, we're going we don't need roads
0: <laughs> so you got your tool belt on huh joe well i just thought i'd bring some stuff here for you you have the electric sander you have a manicure kit you're, you're a wire brush you're ready for business aren't you well
3: you well, know, since I got ejected from the game, I did a lot of inspecting and, and thinking about things of, in research of what would it do to take the doctor of baseball. Uh-huh. So I just got all this stuff together, and I thought, you know, the public would like to see it. Uh-huh. And we got some Vaseline, Vaseline here. Vaseline? Have
0: you yeah. ever used ever used Vaseline? Uh, not really, no. never used Vaseline. Okay.
3: We got Emory boards. Emory boards? Now, Emory now Emory I know
0: board. you do use the Emory boards. Yeah, I do use Emory boards. Now, d- explain to us. i tell you what. Let's take a look at that videotape. We're going to slow it down. And, and you go through it, you give us the uh, play-by-play and tell us exactly what's going through your mind and, and what they're saying to you at this point. This is uh, out in Anaheim, fourth inning. What's the score of the game at this it's point? It's 2-2. 2-2, so two. you're right in this one. Well, I'm, you know... There goes something out of the left. No, box. I'm just throwing things, you know, my pockets are open and things are coming <laughs> out, you know.
3: And like I said, being a knuckleball pitcher, I've carried this in my pockets for 12 years. Now,
0: that was the emery board that we saw sailing off to the right. Right. Now, now were you embarrassed when all of that was going on? Well, no, not
3: really, because I didn't suspect what was going to happen. You know, I've been carried there for 12 years, and uh, I got thrown
0: out of the game because it was in my pocket. Yeah, but if you didn't suspect anything was going to happen, why did you throw it away? Like that? I didn't throw it away. You didn't throw it away.
3: <laughs> uh, like I said. <laughs> oh, a when, when Ladies it
0: and gentlemen of the jury, listen very closely to wait this part of the testimony. He, he didn't throw it away. <laughs> What well, happened? if I would
3: have threw it away, I would have threw it a long way <laughs> out So what happens when an, an embryo board gets wet? Uh-huh. It gets sticky. Uh-huh. And it's stuck to my finger. Stuck it just, to your finger. It, and it, I looked at it. it and, oh, sh- get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
0: happened. All right, okay. So now, now was there also a, a small square of sandpaper? Yes, there was. Uh-huh. And, and what do you do with that exactly?
3: Well, when the embryo board gets wet, I use that to pound my fingernails. And being, being a knuckleball pitcher... Yeah,
0: you know it helps. So, so you're saying that everything that happened there, everything that you had with you, was was legal. That you were doing. Well, no, evidently it wasn't legal because I got thrown out of the game for it. But, but see, the, you're telling me that you used the sandpaper on your fingernails, which would be legal, right? Yeah. And they think that you were using it on the baseball, yes. which is that's illegal. What, yeah, that's what they thought. Uh, now, uh, did, did they have any legal power to actually ask you to empty your pockets? Could they really? I mean, could you have said no? You're not. Well. Saying
3: everything happened so fast i had one umpire say let me see your hands one umpire say let me see your glove let me let me see your pockets and mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i said what's going on first of all Cause sure there was no complaints about from the angels or the umpires didn't sending to me the whole game and did
0: your manager come out at this point
3: well he got there right after the umpires did uh-huh. i mean the umpires were there in a, in a quick hurry right and he was wondering what was going on i was wondering what was going on and our catcher was and and they said, him to your pockets so i did mm-hmm. you know it's been there for 12 years and uh, I carry that and I carry pictures of my kids.
0: Yeah. But, hey, but we didn't see them flying out. Did we? We didn't see. Well, I don't throw my kids around, put it that <laughs> okay. way. If, you, if the emery board gets wet, you had the sandpaper as a backup system. Right. So you've never thrown a scuffed, cut, doctored ball. I can't say I've
3: never thrown one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think every pitcher fools around with one. Right. And I've had games where I've pitched where there's been a baseball that had some marks on right. it that you throw.
0: Did, do you know how those marks might have gotten there?
3: Well, from hitting the ground, hitting AstroTurf, hitting the stuff they have like in Montreal and in Minnesota by the dugouts. You know, different different ways the ball can get, get scuffed up. Now, if
0: you wanted to throw a scuffed or doctored ball, isn't it more than a coincidence that in your possession you had the equipment necessary to do that to a ball? Yeah, definitely.
3: Nobody showed me a scuffed baseball that whole night.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And when I got thrown out is when the umpire board came
0: out of my back pocket. Right. That's when I got thrown out. Yeah. So you're telling me that you did not doctor the ball that night? Do I look like a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you were going to do it, you could have done it with the sandpaper. You could have done it with the well, you, you could do it with anything. You could do it show with... Show me the... how you would have done it if you were that kind of guy. We have, we have a brand new ball here, not a mark on it. You throw well, okay. knuckleballs, right? Okay. Yeah, I do. do. Do you have a fastball? Do you throw that? Well, yeah, I
3: throw it sometimes. Yeah. It's not that fast. Knuckleball pitchers are known for fastballs. Yes. All
0: right, but let's show us, show us here how you would load up a... If you were going to throw a fastball... Well, okay.
3: Say, this is in my back pocket.
0: Okay. Well, by the way, where did you get that?
3: Well, let's let you read it.
0: This is a piece of uh, what appears What's to be this? very
3: heavy. It's uh, new r- stuff, it just came out. It's an adhesive back,
0: uh-huh.
3: and it peels off, and you can stick
0: it anywhere, I guess. Yes, sandpaper. <clears throat> Joe, we've been using this in Cleveland. It works great. It has a peel off back. Stick it inside your pocket, the umps will never find it. Fill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now he's going to get in trouble, I guess. No, he won't. Well, he's, it was a joke he sent it Okay, me. sure it was.
1: Well, at least you know he made the best out of a rough situation. As did the Minnesota Twins, who released a bobblehead set of the 1987 World Series team. It included a bobblehead of Necro with a nail file in his back pocket. Here's some other fun facts about Joe Necro. He was actually one of the most successful knuckleball pitchers of all time, telling 221 wins in his career. In his 973 lifetime at-bats, he hit only one big league home run in his career. And who did it come off of? Well, his very own brother, Phil. He and his brother combined for 539 wins, which set a major league record for the most wins by a pair of brothers. In 1988, he called it a career after 22 years on the diamond. Sadly, in October of 2006, Joe Necro suffered a brain aneurysm and passed away at the age of 61. His daughter Natalie started the Joe Necro Foundation to raise awareness about aneurysm factors, causes, treatments, and research. The foundation is committed to supporting patients and families while providing information on the treatments and symptoms of aneurysms, AVMs, and hemorrhagic strokes. For more information, just head to joenecrofoundation.com. You know, my dad had a hemorrhagic stroke a few years ago, but he was one of the lucky ones and it's scary how fast it can happen and how one moment can change your life and the lives of those around you. So again, please make sure to check out JoeNecroFoundation.com. And now I'd like to hear from you. What's the craziest baseball incident involving a pitcher? What's one of your favorites? Let me know by reaching out on Twitter at Anna Kagaraikis, that's K-A-G-A-R-A-K-I-S, or by using the hashtag #SportsTimeMachine. Machine. Some other interesting events happen on August 3rd in history. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Christopher Columbus set sail on his first voyage from Spain with three ships, the Santa Maria, Pinta, and Nina. And in 1946, the world's first themed amusement park opens in Santa Claus, Indiana. And it's called, you guessed it, Santa Claus Land. The theme park included a toy shop, toy displays, a restaurant, themed children rides, and of course, Santa Claus. As the park grew, Christmas was not the only theme possibility for the park. In 1984, Santa Claus Land expanded to also include Halloween and the Fourth of July sections, and the park's name was changed to Holiday World. In 1993, Splash and Safari Water Park was added. It now covers nearly 40 acres and features two water coasters and wave pools, a river, family raft rides, and water slides. So that is a definite bucket list item for a holiday fiend like me. Well, I hope you learned a little something new today. Thank you again for listening to Sports Time Machine. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate Sports Time Machine on iTunes. We're also available on all your other favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can also find the show at Believe.com and at Believe podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Anna Kagaraikis and on Instagram at Anna Kags. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks for heading down memory lane with me. I'm Anna Kagaraikis, and we'll talk soon. I
3: share that and I carry pictures of my kids. Yeah.
0: But, cool. but we didn't see them flying out.